Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Hold one another's hand one more time. Our Father, our God, we give you praise just for the moments that we would spend excavating your word. We pray that you would give us articulation of speech. Holy Spirit, be in the midst of us. Let us take copious notes. Let us be fully engaged in this moment of teaching. Instruct us. Give us revelation that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Show us the way. Open up your word. Your word is life. Your word is light. We are hungering and thirsting after it. So fill us. We want our lives to reflect every promise that you have made in this word. You promised to make us the head and not the tail. To cause us to rise above every nation that we would lend to many nations and not borrowed. You promised that there will be no sickness and diseases that will be placed upon us. Father, you promised to save our family. You promised to lead our children in the way that they should go if we would teach them. You made so many promises to us. And as we excavate the word of God, we know that the word preached is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. You're able to send your word and heal us. The word that is sent is going to perform in the thing whereto it is sent and it will not return unto you void. Work in us both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Encourage, motivate, inspire, uplift, elevate. Drag us out of the prison of depression and suicide. Let us not give up. Encourage those that are on their last thread, hanging on for their lives. Heal those that are wounded and bruised and sick and diseased. Elevate, nurture, comfort. You are our Heavenly Father. 
And we know you will supply all of our need according to your riches and glory. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hug the person on your left and right and announce to them, this is the last time you're going to see my life in this state. The last time. When I walk out of here, you're not even going to be able to address me like you addressed me when I came in. Everything about me is about to be changed for the best. We are fully recording this. And so I'm going to ask those of you that have the tendency to use your cell phone to record, not to do it. You are disconnected from what God is doing. And you will miss a divine visitation. There's a potential you will miss a divine visitation. We will be teaching. And I want to encourage those of you that um, love to take notes. I'm going to encourage you to do something that is kind of like old-fashioned. And get you some uh, notebooks and some lesson books that are just like 69 cents at Walmart. And you get those old-fashioned com composition books and bring them. Bring your pen, your notepad. You can use your phone as a Bible, your iPad as a Bible. You could bring one of the old-fashioned Bibles. But I want you to become a student of the Word. And I don't want you to lose, ever lose that. Because when you go home, I want you to review before you go to bed. Review your notes. And then one of the principles, at least one of the principles, apply immediately or the next day. Whatever is most appropriate. I'm excited to be able to do life with you, especially during this season of my life where I'm stepping forward now as a mother in Zion and connecting with my sons and daughters and those that carry my DNA to be able to spend the rest of my life pouring into you for success. And you're going to see the importance of this particular message. I'm very, very excited, very humbled that God would give me the responsibility as well as the privilege to be able to teach you in this way. This is going to be a destiny-defining series. And you're going to want to meditate on this word all day, all night, when you have the opportunity to study. I'm going to ask you to become a student that passed the test. And this, I preached a lot of messages that changed my life, revolutionized my life way before I preached it. And this is one of those messages. And I didn't have enough time over the last couple of months sitting and preparing this message. Last night, I saw uh, the morning come. I was still sitting. And straight in the back, I was still sitting as the Holy Spirit was pouring into my spirit. And I said to my husband, I wished the day that I got saved... This was one of the first messages that I heard. How different my life would have been if I had this level of wisdom. Whenever God gets ready to shift a season in your life, he always introduces you to another relationship. And whenever there's a shift in that relationship, there's always a shift in a season in one or both of your lives. 
And I think we miss seasonal shifts because we become over familiar with one another. And we see it happening in marriages where, you know, you have times and occasions where you're away from your spouse. And we don't realize that our, our spouse has changed and it's not the same woman or the same man that left the house. When they come back, they're a different person. And you have your lifetime growing together and a lifetime to begin to get to know that person. And we're always changing. And if you have people in your life that treat you like they treated you last year and address you as if they really know everything about you, that's not a person that you necessarily want to invite on a spiritual journey because they would create a spiritual drag where you'll feel a pull, you're moving forward, and you wonder why you feel a resistance in the realm of the spirit. And a lot of times, it may not be satanic resistance. It might be human resistance. Why? Because the human spirit is more powerful than a demonic force, more powerful. There's no demonic force that has authority in the earth realm, only human beings. And you are more powerful than you can ever imagine. And sometimes when we, we are believing that we're fighting demonic forces, it may be the human spirit, someone who doesn't want you to change, someone who is jealous of you, someone who wants to manipulate you, someone who recognizes your giftedness and your talents and your relevance and your influence, and they're hoping that you don't see it. And there's all kinds of resistance and if a person resists you long enough and you don't change, it turns into resentment. And this is why in relationships, people secretly harbor resentment, not knowing that it started with resistance. You've got to give God permission to move in your life and move in other people's life and move people out of your life, and the movement might just be for a season. Sometimes you've got to move on. And moving on doesn't mean that you disconnect in terms of a relationship. It doesn't mean that you have to divorce. It means that you have to give that person over to God and be obedient to what God is speaking to you and do it anyhow be it anyhow go anyhow obedience is a lonely place and your path when you mature becomes straight and narrow with everything that is in you protect your personal relationship with God and tell everybody around you I love you but this part of my life is off limits to you. You don't get to weigh in. And this is how I live my life. Nobody gets to weigh in on what God is speaking to me. He doesn't have to speak through you in order to speak to me when I have a personal relationship and I talk to him and he talks to me all day long. And we spend more time listening to people than listening to the Holy Spirit and listening to God. We spend more time on other people's timeline 
at the expense of God's timeline for us, and we miss divine timetables. But this is the last season that that would happen to you. And you're going to be obedient to what the Father is speaking in your spirit. And you would never come to a place where you're over familiar with the gifts that God places in your life. Whether it's a gift of friendship or a gift of a spouse or a gift of a mentor or a pastor or a coach. You will never ever allow the enemy to seduce you into a place of over familiarity. Where all you see is the person, the natural person. You don't see the spiritual part of that person. And you don't celebrate and you don't contribute to their growth and development and success and prosperity. Even if it means I'm praying for you. Even if it means I'm giving you an encouraging word. Even if it means you hold them accountable for their action. Let me tell you something. If a person allows you to sabotage your life and they stand by for fear you may misunderstand their challenge of you they do not love you they don't love you nobody is going to allow someone that they love fall over a cliff you cannot manipulate them and make them do anything but at least you could say there's a cliff over there be careful here is what your vision is, and I'm holding you accountable because right now you're off vision. Here is what you told me you are, but right now you're off brand. Those are the types of people that we need in our lives, not those that criticize us. Anybody could criticize, but someone to get to know you and to would sit with you long enough to try to figure out, okay, this is what God is doing. And I want to be the one to hold you accountable. Accountable for your greatness. You're pitching in a realm of mediocrity. You're thinking in a realm of the clutter of the common folk. You're thinking ordinary. You've got extraordinary gift, an extraordinary mind. But how your thinking is ordinary. We need those kinds of people in our lives that raise the standard and raise the bar and not only tells you, but lives what they preach. Those are the types of people. You don't need people who are using your life like a laboratory, giving you suggestions and opinions that they have never applied in their own life. You're going to get the bad end of the stick, the raw part of the deal. But this is a season that God is going to quantum leap the church. Your life is going to be quantum leap. Are you prepared for the greatness that is coming in the next decade? Amazing opportunities. And God is going to press you and put the pressure on you. People that know who you are don't need you to explain who you are. They're not going to judge you when a person sees you in the future. What you do in your present is not going to influence their perception. Especially when they know you don't have 
someone to mentor you, someone that you're submitted to. We are disconnected because we don't trust any longer. And we, we have a, a culture of non-trust and suspicion. And so what God is going to do, he's going to bring trusting mentors and fathers and mothers. And he's going to bring individuals that have the assignment to be your midwife. It's going to help you to push to the next level. Tonight, I'm humbled. I want to go to my text from out of John chapter 10, verse 10. This is going to be a series. Tonight, I will not finish this series. I'm going to introduce you to the series. And I want you to journey with me for the length of this series. The series is called Life Mastery. Life Mastery. You're a masterpiece. That means you're the piece, you're a piece of the master. And if you're a piece of the master, you should have mastery over what he gave you. John 10, 10 says, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. Today I want to talk to you about life. And life has many metaphors. And some say life is a game. You've got to play your cards right in order to win. They say life is a journey. Be careful who you choose as your traveling companions and make certain that you keep your Wi-Fi connected to heaven and your GPS on. Life is a voyage. We talk about marriage being on the rocks and we refer to hard times and challenges as storms in life. If you are journeying through life and it's a voyage, you are some days going to be on the rocks. Your business may be on the rocks. Your marriage may be on the rock and you will have to deal with the storms in life. There's another metaphor that says life is a train and you've got to stay on the right tracks. Life is like an elevator. It's filled with ups and downs. It's a play. When something goes wrong, all you need to do is shout out plot twist. Life is a path. We all find and follow our own divine unique path. Life is a flute. It has many holes, but if you learn to play it right, it will be filled with the most beautiful melodies. Life is like a washing machine. It twists us, it spins us, it knocks us around, but in the end, we come out cleaner, brighter, and better than before. But the Apostle Paul, amongst all the myriads of, of metaphors that he sprinkles throughout the epistles, he pens to us. He many times uses metaphors about life. He sees life metaphorically as a battle you have to fight and a race you have to run. But for the intent of this message, I pulled out one of the metaphors that he uses and he said, life is a school. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 4, 15. 1 Corinthians 4, 15. And if you're writing, I want you to take copious notes because I'm going to unpack some amazing things that are going to help you to live an amazing life. 
1 Corinthians 4.15, if you have found it, shout, I found it. The Bible said, and if you would read with me, 1 Corinthians 4.15, read out loud. And if your neighbor doesn't have a Bible, didn't bring the Bible to your life group, share your Bible with the person sitting next to you. Let's read, read out loud, and read so that your neighbor is blessed. Don't mumble it. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. The Bible said, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you have not many fathers, for in Christ Jesus I have begotten you through the gospel. And I love his metaphor. He said, you have 10,000 instructors in Christ. And so today I want to begin our series with our first lesson, and that is the entitlement, A School Called Life. A School Called Life. In this school called life, you have many instructors. Paul said that you have 10,000 of instructors. That word instructor is a Greek word which you have probably heard in English, pedagogos, out of which you get pedagogy, which has to do with teaching. It means that someone that is assigned to bring maturity, usually intellectual maturity, But amongst the Greeks and amongst the Romans, the name was applied to a trustworthy individual who was assigned and charged with the duty of supervising the life and the morals of boys belonging to the upper class and a royal family. You belong not only to an upper class, you belong to a God class. And you belong to a royal family. We are royal priesthood. Your father is the king of kings and he's the Lord of lords. That makes you a part of a royal lineage. And if they could do it for the natural, also God is going to ensure that he gives you instructors or pedagogues or pedagogies for the spiritual. And he's not going to leave you without instructors and without teachers. These boys were not allowed so much as to step outside of the house without them before arriving at the age of manhood. That means that whenever they stepped outside of the house, the instructor went, the pedagogy went with them. We are all children of God. We are sons of God. And God will not let you step outside of your house to go out in life without your instructors going with you. We have identified your spiritual fathers, but who are your pedagogies? Who are the ones that are assigned to instruct you? If you would turn with me to John 3, 1 to 6, you will discover that this is not just the concept presented to us by Paul. During Jesus' life, the concept of an instructor we see highlighted in the book of John 3, 1 to 6. Where Nicodemus identified that Jesus was his instructor, his pedagogy, his teacher. And he wanted to submit to him as a student. That's where you get the word disciple. The word disciple means someone that is being disciplined by a pedagogy. Someone that is being disciplined by an instructor. 
In the book of John chapter 3, 1 to 6, if you would turn there with me, the Bible said there was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. His name was Nicodemus. He was traveling at night long before this generation had Nick at night. This was Nick at night. The Bible said the same came to Jesus by night and said, listen to this word, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He didn't recognize him as an apostle or a prophet. He said, we recognize you as a rabbi, as a teacher, that you are come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. And Jesus said unto him, verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And Nicodemus posed another question. He said, how can a man be born again when he is old? We talk about, I studied at uh, Oxford University, I've studied at Harvard University, and what they use is the Socratic method. We talk about Socrates. Socrates was about helping the student to raise questions so that they can discover the answers in life. There was one philosopher that said, we know the answer, but what is the question? Questions are very important. The questions we ask are precursors to the path we travel. If you are traveling on the wrong path, it may mean that you've asked the wrong person the wrong direction. Nicodemus addressed Jesus as rabbi. It was recognizing him as a teacher he wanted to submit to. Life is a schoolroom filled with teachers and instructors. You've got to position yourself as a lifelong learner and a student. And you've got to do it for the rest of your life. You've got to be able to find those that are spiritual luminaries and submit to their teaching. You've got to be attentively tuned to their lessons. And if you are attentively tuned and intentionally tuned to your pedagogy, eventually you are going to graduate. The question is, what degree will you hold? One of the things I found out is this, that there are so many people that have dropped out of the school of life and put their life on autopilot. But I decree and declare you're going to take your thought, your spirit, your mind, your life from off of autopilot. You are going to shift yourself from out of gear into gear and into overdrive. What I want you to do is to promise God you will not be a dropout. Turn to the person on your left and your right and say, I have a prophetic word for you. Don't be a dropout. There are so many people that are dropping out of life. I decree and declare you will no longer drop out. You're going to drop in and you're going to stay in. God will not allow you to step out into life without being accompanied by your pedagogy. We have identified our spiritual fathers and mothers, but who is your instructor? We talk about life lessons, but who are the instructors? 
curse. If life is a school, that means we are constantly being tutored. In the book of Galatians chapter 4 verses 1 to 7, if you would go there with me please. The Bible says, now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differeth nothing from a servant though he be lord of all but is under tutors and governors a tutor is responsible for your intellectual development and for critical thinking your governors are responsible for moral development who in your life is holding your feet over the fire and demanding from you to raise the bar on your intellect and your moral character who have you opened yourself to so that they can help you to judge according to the biblical standard and not according to the world each one of our life lessons are going to differ and the curriculum that God selects for you may vary from person to person but our curricula are meant to get all of us in the same destination and that is the full expression of God's original plan and purpose for your life when you look at your life ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters when you look at your life and when you look at your vision and when you look at your dreams and when you look at your goals are you where you thought you would be this time last year are you fulfilling your life mission do you know what your life mission is do you have a life mission statement do you have your vision is it in fact your vision and not a copy of someone else's vision are you happy with where you are in your life do you wake up every morning to the spouse of your dream are you maximizing your potential are you fulfilling your purpose have you accomplished the goals that you established for this year do you have all your finances all the finances that you need to underwrite your vision what is your vision do you have a vision and do you have the finances to send your children to the best of schools do you have the finances to live in the best of neighborhood and if your answer is no this message is for you I want you to write this down when the student is ready the teacher appears Paul said you have many instructors but are you learning your lesson so many people drop out of school and they should be dropping in I decree and declare this is the last day you're going to be on an extension recess this is the last day you're going to have to go to after-school detention I decree and declare you're in an accelerated program I decree and declare that the curriculum that God has written you will prompt you to prophetically say I come in the volume of the book it is written of me Paul said you have 10,000 instructors but tonight I want to talk to you about the 20 to life instructors hallelujah that God has given all of us I call them the ultimate teacher if you don't know who your teachers are you can miss your lesson and when you look at your life brothers and sisters and your goals my question again are you happy with
with what you have accomplished thus far in your life and how far you have progressed? Or do you say, I should have been and could have been a lot further if only I knew and had this lesson before? I've got good news for each one of you. All is not lost. That you are going to go back to school because it's never too late for you to go back to school. And so I want to introduce you to your first instructor. Your first instructor of the 22 instructor is the instructor named Wisdom. In the book of Mark 6, 1 to 4, if you would go there with me, please. The Bible said, and he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples or his students followed him. And when the, st- when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which he is given unto? to him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hand. And so Jesus carried with him a powerful instructor. And that instructor is the instructor called wisdom. Psalm 90 verse 12, if you are writing your notes, the prayer of David is a simple prayer. So teach us to number our days that we are applying our hearts to wisdom. Psalm 105 verse 17 to 22 speaks of Joseph in this way that he sent a man before him even Joseph who was sold for a servant whose feet they hurt with fetters he was laid in iron until the time that his word came and the word of the Lord tried him the king sent and loosed him even the ruler of the people let him go free he made him a lord of his house and ruler of his substance to bind the princess of pleasure and to teach his senators wisdom he was not only there changing the economic trajectory of a, of, of a new emerging uh, a, a country but he was there also to instruct the political uh, 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 um, uh, fraternity with the wisdom from heaven and what God is going to do he's going to pour so much wisdom in in you that when you go out in your profession and in your field you are going to rise to the top because of your wisdom wisdom is the principal thing according to Proverbs 4 and 7 therefore get wisdom and with all that getting get understanding never walk out of your house without wisdom never engage in a deal without wisdom never engage in a relationship without wisdom. Wisdom is a game changer. The Bible said in Exodus 31, 1 to 3, and the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, see, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and an understanding and in knowledge and all manner of workmen to devise cunning works to work in gold and silver and brass and in cutting of stones to set them and in carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship 
and I don't want you to miss it. His wisdom was not just connected to architect. It was not just connected to carpentry. It was not just connected to metallurgic whatever that word is, working in metals. It was not just connected to the fact that he was building the tabernacle. It was connected to the fact that it came from a specific tribe and it was a tribe of Judah and from out of the tribe of Judah, Judah was not just about praise. Judah was about dominion and was about rulership. This is where the kingly anointing stemmed from. It came from out of the tribe of Judah why would God have to select someone out of governance out of the Senate why would he have to select somebody that had a brilliant mind hallelujah that they had political prowess that they were the best and the brightest why didn't he just go into the church and ask the uh, uh, Levites from the tribe of Levite to build the tabernacle it is because when it comes to the kingdom God is identifying the best and the brightest those that have had their intellect hallelujah matured and in the intellect refined and their spiritual the, the spiritual refinement so that they can understand the protocols that operate in leadership the anointing of Bezalel is an amazing anointing and in the next decade God is going to cause to arise from out of the body of Christ uh, those that have the mantle not just the anointing but the mantle of Bezalel it means that God is going to have you operating from a place of wisdom wisdom is gained from experience that means that many of you God is going to uh, 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 quantum leap what he's doing in your life and you're going to find out that you're going to go from one task to another test from one trial to another trial and it's going to be back to back and he's going to test your spirit and he's going to test your ability to be able to navigate some of the most difficult relationships he's going to try you he's going to test you for intentions he's going to test you for motivation he's going to test you for loyalty he's going to look at you and he's going to test you to see how much pressure you can take as a follower it's not that you have to follow for the rest of your life but can you take the pressure because if you cannot keep up with the footman there's no way you're going to be able to run with the horseman and so your life is going to be laid bare and when you look at others he's going to put such a demand on you and he's going to be jealous of you and others can but you will not he's going to be able he's going to be jealous of you and you may not understand why the pressure would be on you and you would look around and other people will be sailing through life but God will not allow you to get away with anything because he's preparing you to rise to the top and heavy is the head that wears the crown is easy when you're a spectator when you're looking at the strong man and you watch the strong man fall and you laugh because his face is marred with mud but you are still a spectator you have not participated yet 
in life and those of you that are under the auspices of my voice right now I believe that the pressure is on you because God is addressing you not for to maintain where you are but where you are going and when God chooses you he's going to choose you because of the excellence of your spirit because of the refinement of your gift this is a season where God is going to bring instructors in your life and demand that you maximize your potential you refine your gift and you allow the Holy Spirit to refine your character that who you are in the public is the same person you are in privacy the world has a leadership gap and what better place to look for leadership than the church the church has access not only to experience and not only to knowledge but we have access to divine wisdom wisdom that passes human understanding and when God gives you wisdom, a degree is not necessary. You do not have to be intimidated when God gets through with you to be overly concerned that you do not have a degree and other people around you have a master's, a PhD, have an MA, have an MPA. You don't have to be intimidated. The wealthiest and most influential people People in this world have no degree but what they have is wisdom and they, they will have a wisdom for something that does not exist and God is taking you through wisdom into another realm and it's a realm of innovation I decree and declare that wherever you are serving God whether it's in the sacred house or whether it is the in a secular position I decree you you will not leave home without this instructor wisdom the Bible said that if any man lacks wisdom let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraid it not and it shall be given unto him in the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 1 verse 9 to 12 if they were you would go there with me please the Bible said now O Lord God let the promise unto David my father be established for thou has made him king over a people like the dust of the earth is multiplied I decree and declare that as God elevates you and places you in a position of influence and gives you dominion within your sphere of influence within your profession within your industry and within your field I decree and declare that God is going to give you celebrity status and not only celebrity status the people that you influence will be like the dust of the earth in multitude I decree that wisdom as you embrace wisdom wisdom is going to give you the strategy and the character and the ability and the integrity and the morality and the ethics that will increase your influence I decree 
decree and declare the beginning of the next decade and the beginning of the next year I decree and declare it is going to be a year of wisdom that God will download the wisdom and not only the wisdom the wisdom through strategy and the wisdom through tactics so that you can quantum leap and I decree and declare over all of us within the next four years you are going to be considered the number one if not amongst the best and the brightest within your industry I decree it I declare it I legislate it I prophesy it and it cannot be otherwise. And the Bible said that, hallelujah, uh, 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 Solomon prayed, give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before the people for who can judge this people that is so great. I decree and declare your, 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 your days of living in the realm of mediocrity is over. I decree you are moving into a new realm of greatness. I decree that God is going to give you great influence, a great name. He's going to give you great friends. I decree that when people see you, they're going to see you as a great man and a great woman. They're going to see you as a great leader and a great doctor and a great lawyer and a great architect. You are going to be one of the greatest influencers in your generation in Jesus name. And he, God gave him, not only gave him, the wisdom that he acts but gave him an understanding of the spiritual protocol one of the things that wisdom will give to you is an understanding of spiritual protocol spiritual protocol is not just what you do in church but spiritual protocol is necessary for you to understand the right code of conduct to navigate whatever realm God places you in and I decree and declare you are not just going to another level. You are going to another dimension of understanding of the importance of wisdom. And wisdom is going to elevate you into a, another realm of power. I decree it and it is so. Clap your hands. Shout I receive it. Do something with your mouth. Amen. Just because the person beside you is quiet, it doesn't mean that you should be quiet with it. One of the things that I want you to be cautious of, never underestimate the power of your first instructor called wisdom. Wisdom can change every aspect of your life. Proverbs 19 and 8 says, he who gets wisdom loves his own soul. That means as long as you stay ignorant, you don't love yourself. But if you love yourself, you will get wisdom. The proof of self-love is always self-mastery. And a part of wisdom is to give you self-mastery, mastery over yourself. Job 28, 19 says, The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. Ecclesiastes 9 and 6 says, So I said, wisdom is better than strength. Ecclesiastes 9.18 says wisdom is better than the weapons of warfare. Seek the wisdom of God. And when you seek the wisdom of God and you say to wisdom thou art my instructor thou art my pedagogy you will begin to see a change in all of your life affairs. You will see a difference in your relationship. You will see a difference in 
your finances. You would see a difference in your work uh, uh, performance. You would see a social difference. You would see a difference in your health. You would see a difference in your mental health. Wherever wisdom shows up, wisdom is going to bring with it benefits. One of the benefits that wisdom gives you, wisdom gives you global influence. The Bible said, Ecclesiastes 719, wisdom strengthens a wise man more than 10 rulers who are in a city. I decree and declare your brand is so strong. Your brand is stronger than the 10 strongest brands in Atlanta, than the 10 strongest brands in London, than the 10 strongest brands in South Africa, the 10 strongest brands in Nigeria, the 10 strongest brands in Bermuda, the 10 strongest brands in Jamaica. I decree and declare that wisdom is going to increase your brand equity. Not only will it increase your brand equity, and I feel, hallelujah, that I should stay right here. I decree the value that you bring to the table is now proceed by people that have the power and the influence to change your financial trajectory, your spiritual trajectory. I decree you are rising out of obscurity and people that overlooked you last season, they are not going to be able to overlook you this season. They are looking for the next and I decree and declare you are raising your hand and you are shouting with every prophetic unction that you have in you. I am the next. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.